Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous. Together we are finding joy in the journey of life, looking into gamification and playful learning. And we have one of our favorite guests on the show. Uh, that is Carrie Bacham at Heck Awesome. And we are chatting about gamification and grades. This is episode 96. I cannot believe we're in the 90s and we'd, I'm, my math skills are kind of low, but I feel as though that would round up to 100. That's crazy to me. Uh, but Carrie, before we get started, for those people, those very few people who are coming, I mean, I say this because the entire world listens to Well Played. So the very few people that haven't listened to Well Played and they are just getting to Well Played now, who doesn't know you? Can you give an introduction? Sure. I'm Carrie Bauckham. I'm a 6th, 7th, and 8th grade special education teacher out of the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Nice. And for those of you that are just joining, I'm Michael Matera. I wrote a book, Explore Like a Pirate, all on gamification. YouTube channel. Carrie's got a YouTube channel. Check that out, too. Uh, find all of it on mrmatera.com. And let's let's dive in. Let's let's get into this this idea, this notion, gamification and grades. Uh, this this topic, I, I asked Carrie to come on the show and talk about this because both of us have gamified a lot. Uh, we've we've start we both started with units, moved to sort of bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and now our whole class is gamified. And, and something we had to answer early on was what what are we doing what like what's the points in the game is is it going to be attached to grades are we just going to kind of retheme our our classroom you know and use grades for these sort of game points mm-hmm. or are we going to really like have two different books here you know the the game book and then the grade book and uh i will say over my time presenting and interacting and on xp lab twitter chat the question that just continues to sort of surface is is this notion of grading and mm-hmm. so i thought this would be a perfect show today uh to talk about that so mm-hmm. for me early on carrie i, I decided Phew, these have to be separated and i i think for for me it was twofold one i teach at a uh private school mm-hmm. and so there's a tremendous amount of pressure around the grades so the moment i say that this is separate from the grade i i, did, I felt like myself feel Ah, like I don't have to worry about parents getting super mad or wanting wanting every little bit of detail about the game. Uh huh. So that was nice. Uh, and then the other thing I thought too is I also teach middle school, mm-hmm. <laughs> and middle school, if it's anything, it's definitely sort of zany and off the wall. And this means my game could be a little zany and off the wall because they're not grade points, right? So you could offer items or points or power ups or whatever that mm-hmm. like dramatically shake things up and are kind of crazy and off the wall you could be on a field trip and give 100 points first to the bus if you wanted because they're not grade points Mm -hmm. Uh, those were two sort of huge things for me and what i also came to find out was removing it from the grades was good for the students as well like at first Mm -hmm. it just felt good to me like that i didn't have to justify every every point and every detail uh but it, it it also like gave them a risk rich environment in which to sort of be playful in while learning. It, it it's been a great marriage of the two. But uh, you, do you want to share your sort of experience? Sure. It was it was funny when you started talking about that. I was like, gosh, why didn't I put attached grades to my game? I never I know ne- it never even occurred to me when I started to ever think about attaching my game 
to grades. And I was start, as you were talking, I was thinking like, what, why, why did I never think of attaching it to grades? And I think for me, with the students in my special education class, the game of school was already hard for them, right? It was already something that they hadn't mastered or they were working on mastering. For some of them, it wasn't even fun. And I wanted to use this game to bring out the very best in them. So there was never even a question in my mind to attach the two things together. If I was gonna accelerate their learning and bring out the best in them, I needed something that was free of what they already knew they weren't good at. So that that would free them to um, to be the best that they could be, you know, to encourage them and be playful and be fun and be engaging. So for me, it was never a question of attaching it to grades because it wasn't, um, I just never saw it as something that I would I would think about doing. I like that. Does that make sense? Totally. I mean, I like where you're coming from, you know, that your students are already like there because they're trying to get a handle on things. Like, right. Learning's already hard, right? Being in class is already hard. Sitting, paying attention, everything about school that, you know, ex- students that accelerated are, are, are exceptional at it, it, it. They're good at. My kids aren't. And they have to work every day to be good at it. So to separate the two, to me, was natural. Yeah. So, and I think that speaking for more the regular ed classroom mm-hmm. vantage point, I think a lot of us, uh, things are going well and, you know, they, we all have rough edges, but they're going well. And now you're stumbling upon this idea of gamification and you're like, yeah, let's add this. And so a lot of people, I think naturally are just saying like, well, now I'm just going to attach points to my homework assignments and your tests and your quizzes. And like, mm-hmm. then you're going to move up the leaderboard because you scored so well on your tests and quizzes and your projects. Uh... I see that pull, mm-hmm. uh, but I really, I really want to encourage teachers out there to not only do that. And I, and I will admit there are some times where the game and my grades do sort of connect at certain points. So I don't want to say that it's like a hard stop; they never connect. There are there are a few projects or a few like tests that I I wrap into my theme, and and I say that like in addition to your grade points there is like this possibility to like unlock or earn this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've done that. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I don't want to say they never mix, but by and large, that doesn't happen that often. And mm-hmm. and, and I think it's so important as a, at least from my vantage point, being a regular ed classroom teacher to, to separate those two, because as you're, as you were saying, kids, it's already hard to learn for, for your students. It's hard from our students. And No, I know it is. Yeah, I didn't mean to belittle. No, no, no I don't know, mean I don't mean it, journeys. I don't mean it that way. I just mean like on that same vein, on that same note. At least my students sometimes get locked up in like they they're Oh, only, I see. They're yeah. only aiming for that A. They're not even like yeah. they're not even like quote unquote they're not even learning, really. They're just like I want to get the A. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or flip side, I only want to do like the least possible. Maybe like they're okay with like a B plus or something. But like right. th- those are the two thought processes as opposed to like let's go on this educational journey. Let's like dive into this endeavor of whatever this is, whatever the task is that's been put in front of them. Mm-hmm. And what I've found in gamification is we can we can as teachers still do the normal course content. But then when you gamify – you have the ability to structure different tasks and they could be I, you, on this show. I think you and I have talked about side quests, you know, just they, they could be these like enrichment opportunities that teachers offer. That could be a place and a space for kids to earn some of the game points. Uh, and also 
gamification frees us up to be as creative as we want in terms of activities they could do. I, I do some sort of team building activities that they can earn some points for. I do some team challenges in class. Like I, I use these Lego builds and they earn points for sort of their designs and builds. So mm -hmm. I'm getting, I'm getting the content, but I'm not grading it like a quiz. Mm -hmm. They're getting these like game points uh, mm -hmm. and seeing students sort of thrive in that risk rich environment that doesn't also have the same level of risk as the graded assignments. Mm -hmm. I think like this is this is the space where like true learning happens, right? Uh, the game, the grade points have turned into a little bit of a hostage, I think, situation. I mean, like you're 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 sort of putting the the students in a tough position with grades. Right, and I so yeah, and also. I mean, I always thought of it too now that I'm, this really brought me back to like the beginning of my game. And I've also thought about it as games to me are kind of like um, the reflection of the game. So if my game is doing what I want it to do, which is to bring out the very best of my students, to teach them skills that I couldn't do. I mean, how do you teach rigor through a worksheet, right? How do you teach taking risks through a worksheet? How do you teach, um, you know, problem solving and all these other skills that that if we make them part of the grade, they feel very forced upon and unnatural. But in the game, we can do it in such a natural way. And then for me, the games reflect all those great things. I mean, the grades reflect all those great things that we've been doing in the classroom. So if my students and learning endurance increases or um, their student skills increase or their problem solving or their risk taking increases, then I should automatically see everything that I do because I'm supposed to do in my classroom be, be, be better for them, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, totally. I feel, I feel like I often tell parents that ask about the game, I said, the game for me is not a requirement because it's not mm -hmm. attached to the grades. They don't have to do the side quests. And they don't have to do that. But I did say, I usually say to the parents that kids that interact with the game tend to do better in class because they just end up having, one, a greater experience in general. Like there's kind of, yep. there's a joy, there's a happiness that it builds relationships between, you know, me and the student and all of that's going to be good. But it also gives them actually like more content. I mean, like these side quests are like that kid's going to know more about Julius Caesar because he did this Julius Caesar side quest. And then when it comes to the essay, even if it's not about Julius Caesar, it might just be about leadership in general or the Roman government. He, he or she's going to be able to add some of those details they got from a side quest in there, like it's going to help. So I, you know, I think I like that model because it also really shows students more the reality of life, mm -hmm. right? Like you do more, you tend to earn more in life and, and earn can be of the widest principle of earn. It could be just earning of joy. It could be earning of experience. It could be earning of dollars in the real world, but the more you do, typically the more you quote unquote get. And uh, I think that is another thing I like about the gamified model uh, mm -hmm. in that you're really encouraging kids like go on so many of these quests, go on these experiences. You have an educational opportunity that's, that's exciting, that's dynamic, that's challenging, but at the same time isn't holding you hostage with the grade. So, mm -hmm. so go forth, explore. I mean, that's actually one of the reasons my book's titled Explore Like a Pirate. I think that's what's like the true spirit of the gamifier is 
that you're going to try things out. You're going to explore. And that's true for us teachers as well as the students. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's a wonderful mindset, I think, to have. Agreed. And if you think about life and, and being an explorer, going out there and trying new things as a, as an adult, I mean, sure, there are some risks involved depending on the risk that you take. But for a lot of the risks that we take, like learning something new or trying something different, there's no, there's no consequence in what we, what happens. Maybe we fail and then we learn again, but there's nothing bad that happens to us. But when it comes to grades, if students try a risk, then they get, and they fail, they get a worse grade. And then that's, 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 sometimes hard to rebound on, but the game allows students to fail and then still succeed because it's not weighted to that. And there's always an opportunity to, to change your path or to power up or to use a wild card to, to, you know, to add XP to it. And the game allows students to take these risks or try new skills without, I think, as much um, of a consequence as trying risking it with grades. Yeah. I think to, we, we have to recognize, we have to like, I don't know, as of the adults in the room, I think we have to call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. We tell kids like, don't worry about the grades, just do your best, just try, just explore. But I want to mm-hmm. flip it for our listeners here. Like as a bunch of teachers are listening to this, maybe some admin, you know, like imagine if your school, like imagine if you got paid based solely, 100% on students like standardized test scores. even the best of us, even the most innovative of us would begin to, and maybe solely eventually teach to the test. Right. Even though we know that's like bad pedagogy and it's, it's terrible. We shouldn't do it at all. And you're like, well, you shouldn't care. And it's like, no, no, no. My, my little dollars and cents are attached to this. Like Mm -hmm. why chance it? Why chance it with project-based learning? Why chance it with gamification? Like eh, my dollars and cents, my livelihood is connected to this. My ability to buy food, yes. <laughs> yeah. So now like now let's flip it back to the student's perspective. I often say to my daughter, your job is school right now. That's your job. Like so grades are sadly in this structure of school, grades are her paycheck. Mm-hmm. And we're telling them like, don't worry about it. Just go go try. Be innovative. Try this different thing. You know, learn from your failure. But at the same time, bring home bring home the right paycheck. Right. Like, oh man, like that's where like we have to like I I plead you out there like separate the grade points from the game points because like you are going to see your students and I know Carrie can light up on this conversation as well. You're gonna see your students change. I mean, like there is going to be a physical, mental change when your students see your classroom as this exploratory place where they know they can truly fail and learn from failure and yet it not touch their grade at all. There, there are other experiences that are doing that. And again, we're required to do that. So I, I still have grades out there and they, I still have those pressureful moments. But what I'm choosing to add is these things that can like push and tug students into different areas uh, and, and, and really change I guess, change their own trajectory for life, which I think is pretty powerful. It is. It is. And, and you know, just thinking about um, my students before gamification, and, you know, I had my fair share of students who had a behavior plan. We had incentives that we did with them. Um, we uh, There was plenty of ways that working with a social worker where we tried to work on problem solving or um, taking risk or making choices. And 
all of those things are highly effective. I'm not going to deny that because there are students that need those things, but nothing has created um, the same force of change in my students as gamification has just because of the way and not, and not having attached to grades, just being able to work on all those other skills in an unforced way is just, it's just, you know, it's been, I think, life-changing for a lot of my students. I don't think that they could, they would see themselves the same way as just being a student in my classroom. And, and I'm proud of that too. Like, so if we would have just, if I would have just stuck with grades and not gamified, I'd have students who were good at sitting at their seats. They were good at following directions. They were good at being respectful because those were all my goals before um, I gamified my classroom. But now I have students who do all those things, but without this like specific and, in and intentional focus on it. And it feels more of a choice to them. But then I also have students who are natural risk takers. I have students hmm. that question me and challenge me on things. I have students who look at what I present when I present rules to a game and ask me, well, what about this? If I had students who were good at following directions, they were respectful, they raised their hand and waited to be called on, I wouldn't have the students that the game has. I really do think the game has made them that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like that's an advocate for themselves. That's critical thinking. That's like there. And there's... none of that and none of that can go with grades. You know, I mean, so what, what do I get out like a rubric and grade them on that? You know, the, I, it's just... I don't know. It just the not having it attached to grades allowed, I don't know, allowed a push in a different in a different way. Yeah, I mean, for me, a very similar experience. You know, getting that student to sort of truly explore something and, and push themselves over the time. Like, I mean, this doesn't happen quest one, right? right? But like, and you're with your students a lot longer than most of us. Uh huh. But even me, like. Where I teach in a block schedule, I see my kids every other day, only for one year. Uh, I've seen my students transform. I've seen mm -hmm. them change over the course of the game. And what I would love to like get people to recognize is that the game can be used to emphasize some of those intangibles or the soft skills, whatever you want to say. Like, I mean, you talked about, you know, just talking about uh what was it, endurance you said or mm -hmm. grit or Learning whatever endurance mm -hmm. you know like that that a can't be really a graded skill and b it's it's something that's needed but doesn't fit the traditional model of school but yet in a game you'll start to see there's so many ways to build in these things in a meaningful fashion i i use in my book i write about the 10 purpose-driven learning words and i try to center that in the like that's the core language in my class that is the importance that's what i want my students focused on more than gamification are these 10 principles mm -hmm. but these 10 principles almost daily get like tested and pushed and woven into the class experience even if we're doing just a traditional class lesson it's just there it's just present mm -hmm. and I, I don't think that would happen in a in just a straight traditional classroom, but the game allows these things to be elicited and 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 have and come out in our students really. Yeah, and you know, listening to you talk about that too, it reminded me of something else that you talk about a lot that we haven't talked about too. That the game does when we free it from grades is that it's allowed to be fun. You know, of course we want our learning in our classroom to be full of fun, but the game brings fun. And then for me one of my favorite things that it brings is memories and moments. And so sure, we could hand out that worksheet and we, I can talk to Johnny about that worksheet on verbs and nouns that we did and 
wow, you did a great job on it and you, you know, you made corrections on it. And that was a moment that we could talk about. But that moment when at the end of the year, when we wrap things up and we talk about the game and we announce a winner, that worksheet's never going to come up on it. But that game that we played where somebody made an error or where somebody had a big uh, answer or where somebody saved the team, those moments are the things that are meaningful. And all of the, all of the learning and the, and the grades that we have, those, you know, help supply some of those experiences, but nothing brings those moments like a game does. I agree. I mean, from, <laughs> from my little mini review games to kind of the overarching big game, mm-hmm. we are creating these moments uh, that students can leave a legacy and that sort of educational urban legends at our school can be can be yes. created where yes. you you know again I teach block schedule so all of a sudden it's the second day of me teaching the lesson and you're at lunch and you hear students talking about like did did Johnny really you know make that like fifth basketball shot that brought down these people in this review game and you're like he did mm-hmm. he did I mean like right but it gets kids like excited and talking about it and for them to do the basketball game experience, it's all centered around content with like two seconds of shooting a basketball, right? So, I mean, it's it's content, content, content. It's skills, 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 whatever. You know, my Lego build challenges are a ton of information literacy that they're they're providing with this like teach of a game attached to it. And mm-hmm. what that creates are, like you said, those memories, those lasting memories. And we, I think all of us can remember a, a board game or two we've played when we were kids that, you know, ticked somebody off. They flipped the board or they got crushed or somebody like was able to buy certain properties, like whatever the case may be. You remember that moment. It, it's such a connection to us that you, you don't forget it. You don't lose it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as you're talking about that too, it, it just occurred to me <laughs> that I guess in not um, attaching grades to our game, we're also increasing the value of what we're teaching every day, because if they're not present and they're not with us and they're not acquiring these academic skills or this academic knowledge that we're teaching them every day, then their power in the game could be diminished. So we're at, by not adding grades to this and allowing them to, it's almost like we're amplifying the, the or powering up our, the, the content that we're teaching. We, we're I mean, making it more meaningful. We, we're important. Hundred percent. I mean, the you, this this clearly focuses on our content, and it clearly gives students multiple ways to interact with the conference co- content, multiple ways to feel like masters, or at the very least that they're gaining mastery in the content. Mm-hmm. A game provides way more feedback, and it might not be the same meaningful feedback that we as educators are trained to give. So I'm not. I'm not talking about like paragraphs of red pen on the side of a, you know, a paper. And that's that's good feedback. I'm not trying to say it isn't. But mm-hmm. game feedback might be as simple as a number. Might be like, oh, like the game's telling me, hey, this level I I found all the stars I'm supposed to find. So literally just that data point of I found five of five stars. Sweet. Let's go on to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's That's something for the player to make a decision on. Right. And I love the fact that gamification provides way more feedback to students to make meaningful decisions. They might be micro decisions, but when you add all these micro decisions up, 
it 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 creates a, a very macro change in who they are and what they are as a learner and what they are as a person. Right. And it's going to amplify their performance even on the non-game days. So you might be teaching, you know, your content on something that might feel like a non-game day, but students might pay attention better because they never know what Mr. Matera is going to pull from this for, you know, for the next side quest or whatever. So it makes, it makes every day, you know, if more there's important to them. Something that's a true statement in all that we've said today, it's that <laughs> kids might not know what Mr. Patera will throw at them the next day. That is very true. <laughs> I don't even think his closest friends know what he might come up with the next day. <laughs> uh, so that's so true. Uh, I we are almost out of time, and I just before we go into reflection time, I just want us both to touch upon very quickly this idea of. When we talk about grades versus gamification and that we want them to be separated, I really hope that everyone here recognizes what Carrie and I have said about truly changing the trajectory of a student, giving them a chance to thrive in a risk-rich environment, take those opportunities, learn from their failure. Nowhere have Carrie and I really like highlighted or emphasized keeping kids in control. Like this, I mm. hope, I mm -hmm. hope... There are some gamification products out there, these web products, you know, I'm not going to name them, but they're out there that are just, they're rather punitive in nature and, it, and it's really to, it's really to create compliance. Mm -hmm. And like we as educators know that's not what our future leaders of tomorrow need. It, it, we, society itself hopefully is going to teach enough compliance. What we need to teach our students is to be that innovators, to be those outside thinkers, to, to take a risk to, to make those connections. So that's the portion of the game that we need. And grades really can't be attached in my opinion, but it, it can't be just for compliance. Agreed. All right. So let's dive into reflection time here in our last few minutes. Uh, this one comes from Michelle Obama, uh, former first lady. Whew. Great lady. Great lady. Uh, so here we are. Uh, I think this one really fits with today's topic, and I think we can kind of chew the fat on this for a little bit. And the quote goes, I was worried, I was too worried about the grades, and I should have been more worried about the learning. Ooh, is that just like a good quote? She didn't even realize she was talking about gamification. <laughs> Way to go, Michelle Obama. Michelle, new spokeswoman for gamification. That's she right. didn't even know it. She didn't even know it. Dang, you're good. <laughs> so how does that hit you? I mean, like, let's let's make some connections for, for people out there to this quote. I was too well, worried I, about the grades. I should have been more worried about the learning. I would say that um, in thinking back to when I started gamifying my classroom, that every moment before I started gamifying my classroom was that quote. I was too worried about the grades. And then once I started gamifying my classroom, that's when I really focused on learning and what it is to my students. And, um, and when I did that, everything changed about how they learn. hundred percent. I could not give a better answer. I mean, it is as if before gamification, I thought the lights were on, right? And somehow, like, I found another light switch and, like, boom, the whole learning experience is now fully illuminated. 
And again, I thought I was doing it. I thought I was doing mm-hmm. the right thing. I thought every all my ducks were in a row before. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's this like whole other side. Gamification just makes you focus on that learner way more than I've ever had before. And not just the content. It doesn't, it's not just how do I deliver this content? It really is about the user. It's about that student and and how are they going to experience it? How are they going to interact with it? How are they going to learn from it? How are they going to be challenged from it? And how are they going to become different because of it? Like that is just at almost all the core decisions of a gamified class. I agree. And I would say that all the while that's happening, myself, uh, I think myself as an educator was saved and and I'm constantly filled up I think education is a hard job for for us to have longevity in. And I feel like gamification gave me a creative outlet and a new way to teach that, um, that lengthened that for me. I, I as well. I don't know. I don't know where I'd be without it, I guess. Me too. Good point. Uh, and you know, once again, I just want to thank Michelle Obama for (laughs) being such a great gamification spokesperson. Um, (laughs) You know, currently we're not doing any events together, but maybe, <laughs> maybe in the future you'll see Michelle and I up on the stage. I, you don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, Carrie, thank you so much for your time uh, and giving it to wealth, the well-played community and the XP lab community. I am forever grateful for our friendship and, you know, just this wonderful back and forth that we get to, do once in a while and well played. It's meaningful, I think, to everyone. Thank you. I love being here. And everyone else, truly, it is a huge honor having this audience each and every week. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and I just really humbly like want to just say a huge thanks to all of you for being a part of this community. And some of you guys are a part of the XP Lab community, and that's on Tuesdays at 9 Central Standard Time. Check that out if you haven't. It is a wonderful community. Even if you're not, I mean, truly, even if you're not gamifying, these people are just such nice people and share out so many ideas. And to be honest, sometimes the topics aren't totally gamification Mm -hmm. focused. So check that community out. And if you happen to still be listening, I I can't believe somebody would be, but if if you are, (laughs) also also check out uh, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mr. Matera. It's a, it's a great resource. It's a place I really am enjoying putting the content on there. Love it if you leave a comment. In fact, I post every single one of these well-played podcasts. I know most of you listen to it on iTunes, but uh, every single one of them are posted on my uh, YouTube channel. And if you want to like comment back to any of the, the discussion, that's a great place to do it. So go on there, find the episode number, and have at it. All right, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week and play on.